0: Hey family, I am back. I love you guys. I am here to give you a word in Jesus' name. Let's bow our head in prayer. Father, in, my, in the name of Jesus, I come to you boldly yet humbly, Father, to the throne of grace, asking you for your words, Lord, asking for your wisdom, your understanding, and your knowledge, Lord. I pray that you increase. As I decrease, Father, I pray that you give us all eyes to see, Father, and ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over this episode, over my brothers and sisters, and over myself, Lord. I bind up any foul spirit, any enemy, any evildoer, any hindrance, any delay, Father, that will try to come up against this word, Lord, and I cast it down, in Jesus name, Lord. And I pray that you just protect this word and protect your children, father, with your holy fire, Lord. And that's in Jesus mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, fam. So I'm coming to you guys because I hear the Lord tell me destruction is coming. Destruction is coming. And I know we talked about this. I know we have, I've been saying repent. I know I've been saying plead the blood of Jesus. But family, this is so important because the good and terrible day of the Lord is upon us. I want to bring a few scriptures to you. And then I just want to let you go take that back to the Father. So let's begin, family. Let's go to... Ezekiel 33, once again, a message came to me from the Lord, son of man, give your people this message. When I bring an army against a country, the people of the land choose one of their own to be a watchman. When the watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people then if those who hear the alarm refuse to take action, it is by their own fault if they die. They heard the alarm but ignored it, so the responsibility is theirs. If they had listened to the warning, they could have been they could have saved their lives. But if the watchman sees the enemy coming and doesn't sound the alarm to warn the people, he is responsible for their captivity. They will die in their sins, but I will hold the watchman responsible for their deaths. Now, Son of man, I am making you a watchman of the people of Israel. Therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. If I announce that some wicked people are sure to die and you fail to tell them to change their ways, then they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. But if you warn them to repent and they don't repent, they will die in their sins. But you will have saved yourself. Son of man, give people of Israel this message. You are saying our sins are heavy upon us. We are wasting away. Sorry, fam. How can we survive as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord. I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. I only want them to turn from their wicked ways so they can live. Turn, turn from your wickedness. O people of Israel, why should you die? Son of man, give your people this message. The righteous behavior of righteous people will not save them if they turn to sin, nor will the wicked behavior of wicked people destroy them if they repent and turn from their sins. Well, when I tell righteous people that they will live, but then they sin, expecting their past righteousness to save them, then none of their righteous acts will be remembered. I will destroy them for their sins. And suppose I tell some wicked people that they will surely die, but then they turn from their sins and do what is just and right. For instance, they might give back a debtor's security. Return what they have stolen and obey my life giving laws, no longer doing what is evil. If they do this, then they will surely live and not die. None of their past sins will be brought up again for they have done what is just and right and they will surely live. Your people are saying the Lord isn't doing what's right. But it is they who are doing what's wrong. For again, I say, when righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and turn to evil, they will die. But if wicked people turn from their wickedness and do what is right, they will live. O people of Israel, you are saying the Lord isn't doing what's right. But I judge each of you according to your deeds. On January 8th, during the 12th year of captivity, a survivor from Jerusalem came to me and said, The city has fallen. The previous evening, the Lord has spoken, had taken a hold of me and given gave me back my voice. So I was able to speak when this man arrived the next morning. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the scattered remnants of Israel living among the ruined cities keep saying, Abraham was only one man, yet he gained possession of the entire land. We are many. Short of the land, the land has been given to us as a possession. So tell these people, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You eat meat with blood in it. You worship idols and you murder the innocent. Do you really think the land should be yours? Murderers, adulterers, well, adulterers, should the land belong to you? Say to them, this is what the Siren Lord says. As surely as I live, those living in the ruins will die by the sword and I will send wild animals to eat those living in the open fields. Those hiding in the forts and caves will die of disease. I will completely destroy the land and demolish her pride. Her arrogant power will come to an end. The mountains of Israel will be so desolate that no one will even travel through them. When I have completely destroyed the land because of their detestable sins, then they will know that I am the Lord. Son of man, your people talk about you in their households and whisper about you at the doors. They say to each other, come on, let's go hear the prophet tell us what the Lord is saying. So my people come pretending to be... So my people come pretending to be sincere and sit before you. They listen to your words, but they have no intention of doing what you say. Their mouths are full of lustful words and their hearts seek only after money. You are entertaining to them like someone who who sings love songs with a beautiful voice or plays fine music on an instrument They hear what you say, but they don't act on it. But when all these terrible things happen to them, as they certainly will, then they will know a prophet has been among them. Family, let's be in repentance. Let's let's just be in repentance. Don't just be a listener. Be a doer. Take these scriptures back to the father and have a relationship with him. Talk to him. Allow him to tell you what he wants to tell you. Don't just listen to what I'm reading to you. Yes, it's the word, but don't just listen to it. Take these scriptures back. Go to that secret place with the Lord and let him bring more to you. Let's go to Ezekiel 34. Then this message came to me from the Lord. "'Son of man, prophesied against the shepherds, the leaders of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. What sorrow awaits you shepherds who feed yourself instead of your flocks? Shouldn't shepherds feed their sheep? You drink the milk, wear the wool, and butcher the best animals, but you let your flock starve. You have not taken care of the weak. You, you have not tended the sick or bound up the injured.' You have not gone looking for those who have wandered away and are lost. Instead, you have ruled them with harnesses, with harshness and cruelty. So my sheep have been scattered without a shepherd and they are easy prey for any wild animal. They have wandered through all the mountains, all the hill and all the hills across the face of the earth. Yet no one has come to search for them. Therefore, You shepherds hear the word of the Lord as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord. You abandoned my flock and left them to be attacked by every wild animal. And though you were my shepherds, you didn't search for my sheep when they were lost. You took care of yourselves and left the sheep to starve. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Siren Lord says. I now consider these shepherds my enemies, and I will hold them responsible for what has happened to my flock. I will take away their right to feed the flock, and I will stop them from feeding themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. The sheep will no longer be their prey. The good shepherd. For this is what the Siren Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on the dark and cloudy day. I will bring them back home to their own land of Israel from among the peoples and the nation. I will feed them on the mountains of Israel and by the rivers and all the places where people live. Yes, I will give them good pasture land on high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures of the hills. I myself will tend my sheep and give them a place to lie down in peace, says the Siren Lord. I will search my lost ones who strayed away, and I will bring them safely home again. I will bandage the injured and strengthen the weak, but I will destroy those who are fat and powerful. I will feed them, yes, feed them justice. And as for you, my flock, this is what the sovereign Lord says to his people. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another, separating the sheep from the goats. Instead, it 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 isn't, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, fan. Isn't it enough for you to keep the best of the pastures for yourself? Must you also trample down the rest? Isn't it enough for you to drink clear water for yourself? Must you also muddy the rest with your feet? Why must my flock eat what you have trampled down and drink water you have fouled? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will surely judge between the fat sheep and the scrawny sheep for you, Fat sheep pushed and butted and crowded my sick and hungry flock until you scattered them to distant lands. So I will rescue my flock and they will no longer be abused. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another. And I will set over them one shepherd, my servant David. He will feed them and be a shepherd to them. And I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David will be a prince among my people. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord's covenant of peace. I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land. Then they will be able to camp safely in the wildest places and sleep in the woods without fear. I will bless my people and their homes around the around my holy hill. And in the proper season, I will send showers they need. There will be showers of blessings. The orchards and fields of my people will yield bumper crops and everyone will live in safety. When I have broken their chains of slavery and rescued them from those who enslaved them, then they will know that I am the Lord. They will no longer be prey for other nations and wild animals will no longer devour them. They will live in safety and no one will frighten them. And I will make their land famous for its crops. So my people will never again suffer from famines or insults of foreign nations. And this way they will know that I, the Lord, their God am with them, and they will know that they, the people of Israel are my people, says the sovereign Lord. You are my flock, the sheep of my pasture. You are my people and I am your God. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. Let's go to Isaiah 66. This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Could you build me a temple as good as that? Could you build me such a resting place? My hands have made both heavens and earth. They and every they and everything in them are mine. I the, sol- I, the Lord, have spoken. I bless those who have humble and contrite hearts, who tremble at my word, but those who choose their own ways, delighting in their detestable sins, will not have their offering accepted. When such people sacrifice a bull, it is no more acceptable than a human sacrifice. When they sacrifice a lamb, it is though they had sacrificed a dog. When they bring an offering of grain, they might as well offer the blood of a pig. When they burn frankincense, it is as if they had blessed an idol. I'll send them great trouble. All the things they feared for what I called they did not answer. When I spoke, they did not listen. They deliberately sinned before my very eyes and chose to do what they know I despise. Hear this message from the Lord. All you who tremble at his words, your own people hate you and throw you out for being loyal to my name. Let the Lord be honored. They scoff, be joyful in him, but they will be put to shame. What is all the commotion in the city? What is the terrible noise from the temple? It is the voice of the Lord taking vengeance against his enemies before the birth pains had even begun. Jerusalem gives birth to a son. Who has ever seen anything as strange as this? Who ever heard of such things? Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever Come forth in a mere moment, but by the time Jerusalem's birth pains begin, her children will be born. Would I ever bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? asks the Lord. No, I would never keep this nation from being born. Says your God. Rejoice with Jerusalem. Be glad with her, all you who love her, and all you who mourn for her. Drink deeply for her glory, even as an infant drinks at his mother's comforting breast. This is what the Lord says. I will give Jerusalem a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. Her children will be nursed at her breast, carried in her arms, and held on her lap. I will comfort you there in Jerusalem as a mother comforts her child. When you see these things, your heart will rejoice. You will you will flourish like the grass. Everyone will see the Lord's hand of blessings on his servants and his anger against his enemies. See, the Lord is coming with fire and his swift chariots roar like a whirlwind. He will bring punishment with the fury of his anger and the flaming fire of his hot rebuke. The Lord will punish the world by fire and by his sword. He will judge the earth and many will be killed by him. Those who consecrate and purify themselves in a sacred garden with its idol in the center feasting of the of on pork and rats and other detestable meats will come to a a terrible end, says the Lord. I can see what they are doing and I know what they are thinking. So I will gather all the nations and people together and they will see my glory. I will perform a sign among them and I will send those who survive to be messengers to the nations, to Tarshish, to Libyans and Lydians, who are famous as archers, to Tubal and Greece and to all lands beyond the sea that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory. There they will declare my glory to the nations. They will bring the remnant of your people back from every nation. They will bring them to my holy mountain in Jerusalem as a offering to the Lord. They will ride on horses and chariots, wagons and mules and camels, says the Lord. And I will appoint some of them to be my priests and Levites. I the Lord have spoken. As surely as my heavens and my earth will remain, so will so will you always be my people with a name that will never disappear says the Lord. All humanity will come to worship me from week to week, from month to month, and as they go out, they will see the dead bodies of those who have rebelled against me. For the worms that devour them will never die, and the fire that burns them will never go out. All who pass by will view them with utter horror. okay fam let's go to jeremiah 31 and in that day says the lord i will be the god of all the families of israel and they will be my people this is what the lord says those who survive the coming destru- destruction will find blessings even in the barren land, for I will give rest to the people of Israel. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an unfailing, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. I rebuild you, my virgin Israel family. Go read Isaiah 61 again. He said he is rebuilding the ancient ruins. Okay, he is rebuilding his people. You again be happy and dance merrily with your tambourines. Again you will plant your vineyards on the mountains of Samaria and eat your own gardens there. The day will come when watchmen will shout from the hill country of Ephraim, come, let us go up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord, our God. Now, this is what the Lord says. Sing with joy, sing with joy for Israel, shout for the greatest of nations, shout with the praise and joy, save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel, for I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. I will not forget the blind and the lame and expected mothers and women in labor. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down your face and I will lead them home with great care. They will walk beside quiet streams and on smooth paths where they will not stumble. For I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my oldest child. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world, proclaiming in distant coastlands, the Lord who scattered his people will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from those too strong for them. They will come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. They will be radiant because of the Lord's good gifts, the abundant crops of grain. New wine and olive oil and healthy flocks and herds. There will be like a water garden. Their life will be like a water garden and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy and the men old and young will join in the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. The priests will enjoy abundance and my people will feast on my good gifts. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord says. A cry is heard in Ramah, deep anguish and bitter weeping. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comfort for her children are gone. But now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer, for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. I have heard Israel saying. You're, you discipline me severely. Like a cat that needs training for the yoke. Turn me again to you and restore me. For you alone are the Lord my God. I turned away from God. But then I was sorry. I kicked myself for my stupidity. I was thoroughly ashamed of all I did in my younger days. It is not Is it's not Israel still my son? My son, my darling child, says the Lord, I often have to punish him, but I still love him. That is why I long for him and surely have mercy on him. Set up road signs, put up guideposts, mark well the path by which they which you came, come back again, my virgin Israel. Return to your town return to your towns here. How long will you wander, my wayward daughter? For the Lord will cause something new to happen. Israel will embrace her God. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, when I bring them back from captivity, the people of Judah and its towns will again say, the Lord blesses you, O righteous home, O holy mountain, townspeople and farmers and shepherds alike will live together in peace and happiness. For I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. At this time, At this, I woke up and looked around. My sleep had been very sweet. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will greatly increase the human population and the number of animals here in Israel and Judah. In the past, I deliberately uprooted and tore down this nation. I overthrew it, destroyed it, brought disaster upon it. But in the future, I will just as deliberately plant it and build it up. I, the Lord, have spoken. The people will no longer quote this proverb. The parents have eaten sour grapes, but their children's mouths pucker at the taste. All people will die for their own sins. Those who eat the sour grapes will be the one whose mouths will pucker. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as much as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people and they will not need to teach their neighbors nor will they need to teach their relatives saying, you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. It is the Lord who provides the sunlight, the sunlight, the day, And the moon and the stars to light the night and who stirs the sea into roaring waves. His name is the Lord of heaven's army. And this is what he says. I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am to abolish the laws of nature. This is what the Lord says. Just as the heavens cannot be measured and the foundations of the earth cannot be explored. So I will not consider casting them away for the evil they have done. I, the Lord have spoken the day is coming, says the Lord, when all Jerusalem will be rebuilt for me. The tower of Hanel and the corner gate, a measuring line will be stretched out over the hill of Gareb across the Goa, an entire area, including the graveyard, the ash dump in the valley and all the fields of Kidron Valley on the east as far as the horse gate will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be captured or destroyed. God loves his people, family. He loves you. He loves you. He he wants people to turn from their wicked ways. We just read in Ezekiel, he says he does not want to destroy the wicked, he just wants them to turn from their ways and choose life. That's the God that we serve. Family, turn. Turn because he wants what's best for you. Turn because he wants you to have life. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. He came to give you a good life. God created you simply because he wanted you to have a good life. Really ask yourself today, why did the Lord create me? He thought to make me. Say that to yourself. He thought to make me. Do you really think he wants to destroy that? He wants his children to turn away. Be holy because he is holy. I know people are going to be like... Excuse me fam. I know people won't be like, but we not God. We we not God. I understand that, but he gave us his spirit to get it right every day. Every morning when we wake up, it's a new mercy. So let's turn to Psalms one hundred. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy, acknowledge that the Lord is God, he made us and we are his, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him. And praise his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. He loves you. Yes, he loves me, I know, but he loves you. I'm here to tell you, he loves you. Will he give you warning after warning? Will he tell you to repent? Will he have shed his blood for you if he didn't love you? Family, the good and terrible day of the Lord is coming. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Let's go starting at verse 21 and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ for wives. This means submit to your husband as the Lord. So we have to be submitting to the Lord before we could submit to anybody else. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wife just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy, clean, and washed by the cleansing of God's word. Family, we have to stay in his word so we can stay clean. He said that he gave up, it says he gave up his life. To make us holy and to clean us and to wash us by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. He did that for us so we can so we can be holy to him. He said to to present us as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle. It says instead she will be holy and without fault. His blood was to be make you holy without fault. We can't just plead the blood. We just can't repent. We have to mean it when we say it family. He did it because he meant it. He didn't just do it so we can go around pleading it and just casually. Oh, Lord, I repent for our sins. Really feel what you're saying, family. Really feel that. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Family, that goes back to love God with all your might. Then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because you got to learn how to, you have to let the Lord teach you how to love. So then you're able to love the body. He wants unity in his body. He doesn't want us debating over things that's not a heaven or hell issue. He do not want that. Let's go to Isaiah 54 I know my sister about to be hype (laughs) I know she about to be hype when she hear this shout out to my sis she know what I'm talking to sing oh childless woman you who have never given birth I know she probably saying this as I'm saying it Break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than her woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you soon will be bursting at the seams. Family, God is so good. He is so good. He waits to give you unfailing love. Let him love you. I know I come here and I say the same things is because I, I can feel that people listen. I got another. I have another. Scripture. Just give me a second. Let's finish reading this. Spread out your home and spare no expense, for you soon will be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youthhood and the sorrows of your widowhood, for your creator will be your husband. So, family, go back to Ephesians 5, starting at verse 21. And he said, for your creator will be your husband. Submit to your husband. The Lord of heaven's army is his name. He is your redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you back from your grief as though you were a young wife abandoned by her husband, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turned my face for a little while, but with everlasting love, I will co- I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah that I will never again let a flood cover the earth. So now I swear I will never again be angry and punish you for the mountains may move and the hills may disappear. But even then, my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Oh, storm-battered city, trouble and desolate, I will rebuild you with precious jewels and make you foundation from lapses lizzles, lizzles, li- 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 sorry, y'all. <laughs> I will make your towers of sparkling rubies, your gates of shining gems, and your walls of precious stones. I will teach all your children and they will live... They will enjoy great peace. You will be secure under a government that is just and fair. Listen, fam. He said, You will be secure under a government that's just and fair. God cares about, he even cares about who is governing us. He cares. Your enemies will stay far away. You will live in peace and terror will not come near. If any nation comes to fight, fight you, it is not because I sent them. Whoever attacks you will go down in defeat. I have created the blacksmith who fans the coals beneath the forge and makes the weapons of destruction. I have created the armies that constro- that destroy, but in that coming day, no weapon turned against you will succeed. We all know that as no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These, do you see how he said you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you because he has given you the authority over all the devices of the enemy. I'm going to read that again. He said, you will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the service of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me. I, the Lord, have spoken. Okay, family, glory be to his name. I'm about to get fired up, y'all. I'm about to get fired up because listen no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said that every voice that'll come up and accuse you, you will silence them because he gave you the authority. God loves you so much that he gave you the authority. He didn't have to do that. Stop. Let us stop taking All our gifts from the Lord so lightly because it's not lightly. God is passionate about the spirit he's placed in us and we just be casually sitting around. Listen, I take this word back for myself fam. take this word back to the Lord. He has given us the authority. He didn't have to do that. We just casually be like, oh, the Lord be talking like, no, let's really sit here and think about that for a minute. The creator of everything wants you. He has unfailing love for you. That's not regular. That's something different. Let's go to first John chapter four, starting at verse seven. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love God, that does not Anyone who does not love does not know God for God is love. God has showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loves us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but it, fam, let's just t- take a time out. Let's take a time out. This is a, I, I can't even say this is a sidebar. Love. God is love. His, he brings his wrath to, to, the, to the world because they refuse to love. They refuse to do good. So when you're repenting and you're turning away from these sins, you're choosing to do good. You're choosing love. God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he is in us. Furthermore, we have seen our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to the, to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how we If we don't love people, we can see how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this commandment. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. God, that's a word. Is there anything else you need me to say? Okay, fam, I have to read a couple scriptures out of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 17, 19. That's okay, one of them. I'm getting here. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invests in das- disaster. Let's go to... Proverbs 16, starting at verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Let's go to Proverbs 11. Start in at verse two. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. And then let's go to First Corinthians four, verse five. So don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord's return, for he will bring our darkest secret to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give each one whatever praise is due. Dear brothers and sisters, I have used Apollos and myself to illustrate what I've been saying. If you pay attention to what I have quoted from the scriptures, you won't be proud of one of you won't be proud of one of your leaders at the expense of another for what gives you the right to make such a judgment. What do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? You think you already have everything you need. You think you are already rich. You have begun to reign in God's kingdom without us. I wish you were really reigning already for then we would be reigning with you. Instead, I sometimes think God has put us apostles on display, like prisoners of war at the end of a victor's parade, condemned to die. We have become a spectacle to the entire world, to people and angels alike. Our dedication to Christ makes us look like fools, but you claim to be so wise in Christ. We are weak. But you are so powerful. You are honored, but we are ridiculed. Even now we go hungry and thirsty and we don't have enough clothes to keep warm. We are often beaten and have no home. We work wearily with our own hands to earn our living. We bless those who curse us. We are patient with those who abuse us. We appeal gently with evil things. When evil things are said about us, yet we are treated like world's garbage, like everybody's trash right up to this present moment. I am not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. For even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have had only one spiritual father. For I have become your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to intimidate me. That's why I have sent Timothy, my beloved faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how to how I follow Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. Some of you have become arrogant, thinking I will not visit you again, but I will come and soon if the Lord lets me. And then I'll find out whether these arrogant people just give pretentious speeches or whether they really have God's power for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is by living by God's power. Which do you choose? Should I come with a ride to punish you or should I come with love and a gentle spirit? Family, when we repent and we turn away, we have to live a life that is pleasing to Christ. We, we Let's take today or whenever you hear this, To really just go over as you repent and you allow the Lord to harden, to to reveal your heart to you. Ask yourself, is what I'm doing pleasing to the Lord? And really want to change because God's calling you to change. Not just want to change because of the reward in changing. Does that make sense, family? And then I just got one more scripture that the Lord just gave me. Go to Hebrews 4, starting at verse 7. And this is what the Lord is saying. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. That's what the Lord is saying. When you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart. Be transformed by the renewing, by the beauty within you. <laughs> That's a plug for the channel. Be transformed by the beauty within. Hey, family. I love you all. God bless you all. I plead the blood of Jesus over y'all. Father, protect us by your holy fire, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name that I pray, amen, 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 amen. I love you guys. Guys, you want to know why I love y'all? Because I love my father. That's why I love you. Because I love him. And I know every person that he sends to me, is a person that he cares about. And if God cares about them, I care about them. You know? So that's why I tell you that I love you. I don't even ever have to meet you, but I love you because you're God's. <laughs> so I know like, that's just a little bit Like she always saying it. And I truly mean it because I love my father and I love everything he does. Okay, fam. So, just remember, I love you. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Bye. See you guys.